It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. This evening, the Astros play game two of a three-game series against the Los Angeles Angels. Astros took the series opener 9-6 yesterday as Kyle Tucker, three hits, including a double, drove in four. Yuli Gurriel scored twice and had an RBI as part of a two-for-four game. And the Astros ended a two-game skid while the Angels have dropped their last three and five of their last six. Astros four and three on the year. That's first in the ALS, half game ahead of the Mariners and two and a half games ahead of the Angels who are last in the West with a record of two and six. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. The Astros will send Zach Greinke to the mound today and Greinke making his second start of the year and he even said after his first outing in which he lasted just three and a third innings that you know maybe still kind of in, in spring training mode still trying to, to get more in regular season mode. Yeah I was a little surprised about some of his comments after that game only threw 58 pitches and said uh, he was starting to get tired starting to feel it so uh, you know some of these players were, were able to, to get uh, a lot done during the, the shutdown and some weren't uh, apparently so uh, hopefully you, you, you ramp him up and get to maybe 75 pitches uh, in this ballgame. We know that he can do a lot with 75 pitches, though, right? I mean, as, Absolutely. as good as he is with his command, and, and sometimes he can get through five or six innings with just 75 pitches. So hopefully that's the case against the Angels. Griffin Canning, right-hander, is on the mound for the Angels. Made his big league debut last year, getting 17 starts with the Angels in 2019. Four and two-thirds innings in his first start of the year mm-hmm. in Oakland on Monday. Angels hoping he can go a little deeper tonight. Yeah, a lot of upside, I think, with Griffin Canning, and they're excited about him, too. Might be, you know, he could be a two or a three in their rotation for years and years to come. Uh, uh, always one inning. With, with Griffin Canning, it seems like it's one inning, and that's that's very common for a lot of young pitchers until they start to figure out how to kind of, uh, you know, damage control, whatever they have to do to, to try to get – get out of it with maybe throwing a little bit slower and lower whatever you have to do to to get out of some of these big crooked numbers so that's what he's still working on right now the Astros hope that he doesn't figure it out yet keys to the game presented by Honda visit your local greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals and all models Honda the official sponsor of the Houston Astros well it seems like every day it's a question of who Dusty Baker is going to use out of his bullpen uh, wound up having to use four relievers in yesterday's ball game including Andre Scrub to get his first big league save as uh, Roberto 
Osuna was unavailable, among many others. But some good news on that front, as it sounds like Ryan Presley may not be available tonight, but he's very close to being ready. Well, it sounds like, according to Dusty Baker, that he was available last night, according to Ryan Presley. Right. So Dusty Baker's policy is typically to, to give it another day, to give yourself a little uh, bit of a cushion. But uh, it sounds like... You know, if the if it, the need arises that Presley would be able to go out there today, Brent Strom, uh, the pitching coach for the Astros, saying that Presley looks very strong and ready to go too. So, uh, hopefully that's that's the case, man. Right now, it's just throwing darts, you know, trying to figure out who's going to be available on a given night, and not only who's going to be available, who's going to be available to throw strikes. You know, that was a big problem for the Astros last night. Luckily, they came away with the win. But it took them four hours and 21 minutes to do it because of all the walks. Yeah, longest nine-inning game in Astros history and the 12 walks, second most in a game in Astros history. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros third base coach and outfield coach Gary Pettis. And a little later, we'll hear from Astros outfielder Miles Straw. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Well, Gary Pettis is my guest today here on Astro Launch. I'm Steve Sparks. And Gary, uh, it's great to see you, uh, get a chance to talk to you. How you been doing so far with everything? Well, you know, it's been a little different, but uh, it's still baseball. Uh, I wish we could have some crowd noise, uh, actual live crowd noise. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's gone a lot better than I anticipated because I, I felt like knowing that we weren't going to have any fans, that silence was going to be really tough to take. So right. I'm glad you guys have found a way to pipe in some crowd noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you, with that being said, who's the biggest offender of not wearing masks? Who can we out? Oh, right? my gosh. I have no idea because I'm very conscious of where mine. Well, you know, he's always talking and uh, (laughs) uh, he's always around the pitcher. So I'm I'm pretty sure most of our guys are doing a a really good job at it. Uh, I do know that the cameras will catch the guys that aren't. So at some point, I'm sure if you're not wearing your mask, you'll probably hear something about it. Yeah, you'll get publicly shamed. (laughs) You know, uh, I've been thinking about you lately. You're coaching third base. And with guys within the abbreviated summer camp, probably don't have their legs completely underneath them. So do you have to take that in consideration as far as how uh, aggressive you want to be as, as a coach as you typically are? Well, I, I know that when we first came back to start spring training 2.0, yeah. that was a huge concern. And so when we had the, the inter-squad games and the scrimmages amongst ourselves, I was very conscious of that, trying not to overextend guys. Uh, and then after watching them work with our strength and conditioning guys and see them run uh, around the bases and in the outfield when they're, when they're stretching, uh, I got a better feel for where our guys were. And most of them that said they were working out and doing their running when we had our downtime, they actually did because they came back ready to go. T- tell me what it's like uh, when you're going over the reports. The first day of a series, you guys have meetings and you're going over the other team. And you'll take part in, in talking about the other team's outfielders and who you can run on and things like that. Tell me how detailed that is. Well, you know, there's video on everybody. So yeah. uh, what I do, say, maybe the day before or two days before we play a club, 
I watch video of their outfielders. Or I watch their throws. I watch the catchers. I watch the pitchers' pickoff moves. Uh, any any trick plays that they may have, like uh, time pickoff to second or a pitcher with a pick to third. I want to make sure that we know all of that stuff so that we can present it to our guys. And it's it's been working so far. I mean, most of the things that we see, uh, the other teams are actually doing. So that that helps, you know, because the, the worst thing that can happen is try to prepare guys for a trick play, and it never happens. And then they let their guard down, and then as soon as they do, bam, the play's on and they're out. Here it comes. Uh, I, I know you, you notice and you've been around a lot of these players for a while now. Uh, who's the who's the coaching and managerial candidates if they so chose? Oh my gosh, Michael Brantley easily. Really, <laughs> He'd be easily. A great hitting coach, I bet, huh? Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I know he's on his last year of his contract here. Hopefully, uh, we can get something done with him and bring him back because he is certainly a professional baseball player. He is. So he learned a lot from his dad. Did you know his dad at all? Yes, I did. I actually played against him pretty much throughout the minor leagues and then a lot during our major league careers. I came up with the California Angels at that time, that's what they were called, and he was with the Seattle Mariners. So every step of the way, we each had a minor league team and, and at each level. Talking with Gary Pettis, let's talk about the California Angels, Gary. 34 years ago. Let's talk about 34 years wow. ago, 1986. <laughs> where, you know, you guys win game five against the Boston Red Sox. Uh, life could have been a little different for you, couldn't it have? Oh, yes, sir. I mean, that was probably one of the most disappointing moments in my baseball career. Right. Uh, because as Dave a player. Dave Henderson hits the home run. Yes. And, and as a player, you always want the opportunity to play in the World Series. And we were just one strike away. And it just it didn't happen. And I, I can't remember the feeling of the home run because we were on such a high that the game was over yeah. and then the home run was hit. And now we have to go back to Boston still had a really good feeling that we'd win one out of the two games and it, it did, didn't happen. Uh, they won the next two games and came back from a three to one deficit to, to take the series four to three. And there was a good chance you were going to be the MVP of that championship series. Had you yes, won, right? I, I, I heard that afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I came in. <laughs> Sorry and, to bring and, that up. Yeah, so after the series was over, Tim Mead, who was our PR guy, he said, wow. hey, you know, I, I just want to let you know something. He said they had the, uh, the they had the lockers all covered with the plastic, and he said you were going to be named the most valuable player of the series. Man. And he said when they hit the home run, they had to run in and snatch all the plastic down so no one would see it when we came in after the game. But, yeah, it could have been very different. Yeah, I don't know if you wanted to hear that or not from, from Tim Mead. Um, it's numbing, right? You go into an offseason, you're still numb for a while, and you probably experienced something similar uh, from the World Series last year when you, all you guys had to do was win one or two games at home. Yeah. Is it a similar um, that, feeling? Yeah, you know, and, and it, it happened even with the, with, the, with the Rangers. It happened then, you know. It just oh, yeah. seems like we, we had – everything going in our favor and then all of a sudden just one swing at a bat things change and you know once momentum goes to the other side it's it's hard to stop it in a baseball game here your son Dante's in the NFL he's a wide receiver with the 49ers what, what are they telling them what, what's it look like well um, you know there's been all kinds of speculations about what may happen I, I understand that they're trying to to implement a testing everyday protocol. Um, and and I, 
hopefully that that works for them. I mean, because with them touching one another on every play, and, yeah. and I, it's it's got to be something that that they can do safely. And if not, then I don't I don't know how they're they're going to do it. And I think today may have been the first day that he was actually able to go to the stadium. I think they went for testing, but then they would leave. They did that for about four or five days in a row. So Just I'm not sure where out. it stands right now. Yeah, I, I hadn't talked to him today, but um, I know they're about to, to start their, their training camps, or try to anyway, so I'll find out later. You look great. Uh, are you taking any vitamins on top of, you know, probably eating well during this pandemic? Well, yeah, you know, our, our training staff, they do a good job. Our strength and conditioning guys, they have little little packets of vitamins and little good. plastic bags that they give us. And so we all What's try to. What's in there? What's in there? What do we need to be taking? I have no idea. I take really? You're just taking whatever feed. they give you? Yeah, I figured, hey, if it's working for everybody else, it's got to work for me, too. Yeah. Well, I got to say one more thing, Gary. Uh, we're really excited for you. I, I know uh, during this past week you signed a contract extension with the Astros. Uh, so I will say this. They're very lucky to have you, and congratulations. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here as well. Astros getting set to take on the Angels a little earlier today. Miles Straw spoke to the media, and he was limited early in the season. The first few games did not get in because of some hamstring issues, and Miles was asked earlier today if he's 100%. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I kind of got tight in the hamstring area. And, um, you know, I work with the trainers, and uh, I'm back to 100% where I should be. How did that happen? Was that was that just a normal thing, or was it a product of, you know, uh, shutting down and, and trying to ramp back up for the season? Any idea? Um, no, it, was in a, it happened in Kansas City. I hit a ball down the right field line. Um, it was for a double, and I kind of felt it after that. So um, I let – you know, Jeremiah and Lino the next day, and uh, they just, you know, they treated it. And, uh, you know, sure enough, maybe like five days later, you know, it's back to feeling where it should be. On the road so far, just being sort of confined to the, the hotel room, is this, is this going to be tough or something you guys can uh, kind of deal with for a couple months here? Um, not if they give us the hotel room uh, we got here. Um, it's like we're on vacation in that hotel. I could sit there all day. Um, so I, I wouldn't have a problem leaving that hotel, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, especially when guys have, you know, family members that live around and want to go see their families. It's, it's just kind of tough right now. Cause you don't want to be the guy to, you know, to, um, to spread, you know, or to, to give the coronavirus to your teammates. It's just, um, everyone's, you know, being safe here and, uh, you know, obeying the rules. First A-B, Miles, you get to test that hammy with the infield hit. Did you have a little exhale moment when you got through that okay? Yeah, uh, good amount of adrenaline there. Uh, I knew it was a big spot, and uh, we could we needed that run. So, uh, you know, I saw May kind of break to the bag late, and I saw his strides were – they looked like they were about 10-foot strides. So I was like, oh, boy, I got to hurry. And, um, <clears throat> you know, fortunately enough, I beat him there, and, uh, you know, it could have been a big run for the game. Questions for Dusty Baker. Dusty, is there an update on Michael Brantley not being in the lineup today? Well, the update is, I mean, you saw him limping, you know, pretty badly ever since he stepped on the foot of uh, <clears throat> of Kelly uh, with the Dodgers. So, and, you know, just from my experience, if, you know, this bone's connected to that bone and this muscle connected to that muscle, if you hurt one, then you end up kind of putting strain on some other parts and, and his legs are sore the opposite of the one leg and then that he heard. And so I thought it'd be better to, to give him off before, you know, he ends up pulling something because uh, we certainly can't afford to lose, you know, Michael Brown. 
Any pitchers available today? Any pitchers not available today? Uh, pitchers not available today are are. Um, you should have asked me that yesterday. You'd had a hell of a story. Uh, Davinsky, Paredes, uh, Belak, uh, Snead would like to stay away from him, uh, and uh, maybe. And we got a question mark on on Presley, but he's doing he's doing pretty good though. Yes, about Abreu. Uh, that's a question mark on Abreu too. It's a question mark because I haven't talked to the trainer yet to to see how his how his uh I don't know if it's under his fingernail. It was just it was bloody around his fingernail, so it's, it's somewhere in there. So, like I said, I got a question mark behind him. So, does does he feel better about your bullpen? Uh, several days, I guess a week into the season, you feel better about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a pretty good question. Well, I mean, they're more experienced than they were a week ago. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I guess I do, uh, and I'm getting a better idea about them. You know, like who. Who I can, you know, who might throw strikes or, or you know, some of the signs when they're about, you know, when they're losing their control. See, the hard part about having a young bullpen is that one guy looks great on, on one day. Yeah, we got it. And then the next day, you know, ooh, I don't know. And then the next day is no. And then the next day is we got it again. You know what I mean? So we just uh, trying to find some you know, some consistency and sometimes it just, it takes time. Cause you know, a lot of the guys wouldn't, wouldn't be here at this rapid of a development. If it wasn't for the 30 man roster and if it wasn't for the coronavirus and if it wasn't for, you know, for injuries, but I'm just glad that, you know, we got some depth in our organization that can, that can fill in until we get all our boys back. Dusty, does Kyle no. Tucker, does Kyle Tucker remind you of anybody? Uh, Richie Hebner, you know, you remember Richie Hebner? Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he was an uppercutter that liked the low pitch. Um, but as long as he doesn't chase the high one, you know what I mean? Which a lot of guys do chase the high one, especially when you're young. So, yeah, Richie Hebner. Does the overall how you feel about your young pitchers? I feel good about them. I mean, like I like I said, I you know, you don't quite know when to take them out, you know, because they don't have a track record yet, you know. Like, uh, you know, um, I didn't know when to take me, me and uh, Strami period like the other day with with Framber. You know, do you leave him in that situation that? You know, to get out of it, to, to learn for the next time. Does he throw up a double play with the dangerous Mookie Betts up? Or do you bring in Paredes to start an inning? Or is, you know, some guys are are great coming out of the bullpen with other guys' runs out there. You know, like I we haven't been around long enough to say, you know, like I like the stat out of the bullpen runners inherited. How many inherited runners do you let in? Or some guys are better at the beginning of an inning. And there are some guys that come in and let up 
let in everybody else's runs, but have a low ERA and don't give up none of their runs. So, uh, you know, we're trying to win ball games and then learn at the, at the same time. And so, Dusty, what do you think you would do in that same situation next time? Would you leave Framber in or what? Well, it depends on the situation in our bullpen. You know, it depends on, you know, how rested they are. You know, like I really haven't seen yet who can throw up a double play. I've seen who could strike some guys out sometimes. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I would. I went, I went to Framber a- afterwards, and I talked to him about it. I said, well, what would you have thrown in that situation had I left you in, you know? And I went to Maldonado. I said, well, you know, what would you have called? Because at that point, you need a double play. You don't need a – I'll take a strikeout, but you're still in trouble with the next hitter. The base is still loaded. You know, like you want to throw your best double play pitch, which he was getting three ground balls. But, I mean, they were hitting him hard. Even their outs are all over the ballpark were hard. So that, that – that, you know, if they weren't hitting him so hard, then I might have, you know, left him in. So. Dusty, we're we're with uh, Presley and Davinsky right now, uh, and just their their progress on, on getting back on the field. You said Presley looks good, but how close is he to being available? Well, I mean, he's he's he said he's available today. He said he was available yesterday, but when a guy says he's available, I usually like to give him another day because I've been available too in the past, and I end up hurting something where I really wasn't as available in my body as I was in my mind, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it depends on how he looks, you know, um, Strami said he looked pretty good. So, uh, you know, if I can use him today, we'll use him. Dusty, talking about the, the young uh, pitchers, having a catcher that can lead them and make them feel good on the mound uh, is really important, I guess. How do you yes, feel about Maldonado, having him in the rotation for, for them? Well, you know, I like I like him and Garneau because they're both experienced uh, uh, catchers, you know, because Garneau is catching um, young James tomorrow. I mean, who's been around World Series experience, but he's young as a starter, you know. And so uh, uh, and I also like Stubbs because, you know, like he can throw, he can catch and he follows instructions well. So I'm not afraid to throw, you know, him in there, especially late in the game. And I'd like to get him a start here sooner or later down the stretch so that he doesn't lose the shape that he's in already. So, um, I mean, that's a delicate balance too, between when do you give a guy a day off and when do, who do you go with this guy and you don't want, and, and, and if you don't give him some, some action, what happens if, if, if Garneau or, or Maldonado get hurt? Now he's in there. I mean, Alex, you've been in there and all of a sudden you're in there every day, you know what I mean? So, like I said, it's a delicate balance on on trying to do this thing right. So, okay, Dusty, yes. Dusty, what are you hearing um, from Corpus on both Whitley and Alvarez? Uh, Whitley uh, was supposed to, uh, you know, Whitley might have had a great chance to break with us, but he was supposed to go two innings, and he felt some arm discomfort. Then he was supposed to come the other day, and he had uh, he's supposed to go three innings to give us some length, and he also had some arm discomfort. So, uh, and then Alvarez is 
probably at least 10 days to two weeks behind because he, he has a lot of catching up to do. Uh, your TD, uh, whether we need him to start uh, is a little longer period of time. If we need him to relieve, which we're going to need your TD, um, that's probably a good two weeks away to be a reliever and three weeks to a month away to being a starter. Well, I mean, it takes that, it takes that time because he, you know, he didn't, he didn't pick up a ball for, you know, he was three weeks to a month behind everybody else, you know, so. You said Whitley's experience in arm soreness, those, and while he's throwing in Corpus Christi? Pardon? You said Whitley's experiencing the, experiencing the arm soreness down in Corpus Christi? Well, the first time he had it in, in Houston, he was supposed to, remember he was supposed to throw two innings that day and he only threw one, you know, and then the, the last time was in Corpus Christi. So, um, uh, I don't know. So you don't know if he's, what he's doing right, is he throwing right now or is he shut down? Any idea? Yeah, no, 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 he's throwing, okay. but I mean, you know, do you take a chance and 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 hurt him, or do you push him, or and then at this point, you know, if, if a guy says he's sore, it's not right, then it's not right, you know. So, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Last question for Dusty. No more. Dustin, okay. the, the, the office has been scoring, but it's been scoring without the home run. Any thoughts on how things have developed perhaps differently than you thought that they might well, have the office? No, they don't bother me, just as long as you score. You know, I mean, what if we got like four or five more hits? We would be six and one. You know what I mean? Um, you know, um, you don't want to just live by the home run. If you live by the home run, you die by the home run. That's like having a three-point shooting team in basketball. You need some layups too, you know, and some fast breaks. And so uh, I'm not worried about us hitting the ball out of the ballpark because we're going to hit the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, early, like I tell our guys, early nobody's really ready timing-wise to hit the ball out of the ballpark, you know? Uh, yeah. How, how many home runs are in, in baseball period? Maybe you probably know more than me. Are home runs down? I mean, for the amount of games, uh, that, that I, I'd, I'd be curious to see that. We'll see if we can do something about that, okay? All right, guys. All right, Dusty. Thanks, Thank you. Dusty. All right, guys, questions for Josh James. Josh, what's, your, uh, what's going to be your, your approach going into this start? Just, uh, you know, how, how last start went for you? And you said you felt good about the way you were throwing, but uh, how do you feel overall going into this one? Um, body feels good. Um, I, think that's the, I think that's the theme of this, um, this many seasons, just to stay healthy and do what I, you know, and, and make every start. Um, so I'm excited. I feel great. Arm feels good. Um, so my, my, my plan is to go in and, and, and you know, throw more strikes than I, obviously than I did my last start. So just pound the zone and be aggressive and um, make them hit the ball. The hurricane bearing down on uh, Palm Beach County. I know you're down a little south of there. Is that uh, something you have to keep an eye on with your, you know, your family down there? Is everything okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I talked to my family today. Everybody's doing good. Um, just some trees fell down and um, some stuff like that. Nothing we're not we're not used to. Um, 
seen many of hurricanes. So thank you for asking, O'Brien. Josh, when when you're struggling to, to, to throw strikes or if you are struggling the way you did in the last outing, did you find it difficult at all to stay true to the to the mechanical adjustments that you made? Did you find yourself going back to things? How would you assess the way you did with that? Um, mechanically, I think I, uh, I stuck to uh, all the stuff that I had been working on. Um, I just think uh, it was just – I didn't slow the game down like I usually do. And, um, you know, going back, it, 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 and I didn't make the adjustment quick enough, and that's that's on me. But um, uh, I, I should have slowed the game down like I usually do. Um, I usually take a couple seconds in between pitches, look at the foul pole, you know, recite my cues. And I just found myself kind of, you know, rushing and trying to get to the next pitch opposed uh, – Opposed to thinking, you know, calming down and, 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 and composing myself and then executing the next pitch. Josh, given the health issues the pitches have been facing this year, do you find yourself being more cautious as you go about your, your daily routine, or is that something that you try to keep out of your mind to, to avoid um, negative thoughts? Yeah, um, I think, you know, it's on everybody's mind, but. I've been trying to, I've been really taking, um, you know, my health seriously. I've been eating right and, um, you know, taking the necessary, uh, necessary vitamins that, um, you know, that the club has been giving me. And um, uh, I'm just trying to do everything I can to stay healthy and make every, make every start. So um, I think the name of the game is just, you know, again, staying healthy, you know, with everybody going down. So um, that's it. Just trying to, just try to, uh, you know, do everything I need to do on a daily basis to be ready. Josh, when you talk about uh, taking your vitamins and doing different things to be healthy, what's different this year than previous years in the way that you're preparing and maintaining yourself? Um, just being aware of what I'm putting into my body in terms of food and um, nutrition. We, uh, the team hired a uh, nutritionist and I've been working closely with her to, um, you know, educate myself on the stuff that I'm eating and the stuff that I'm putting into my body um, and making sure that I'm, you know, doing the right things and eating, you know, the right stuff before bed, you know, on a big day or if I had a, if I had a lighter day, making sure I'm not, you know, taking in too many, any, um, too many carbs or whatever. So um, I think that's just the biggest difference on how I feel day to day. JJ, you almost got through that last outing and that uh, situation with the double play with only one run allowed. When you look back on the Evan White home run, did he hit a good pitch, or do you wish you had chosen a different pitch or a different pitch execution? No, I think I think he just did a good job. Um, I think I think he was thinking along with me, and um, I think he he you know he sat on a good pitch. It was executed, and um, he just did a good job of hitting it. Um, I I honestly think I would have thrown it again and. Looking back, um, I struck him out on the changeup his first at bat. So um, he uh, he did a really good. He just did a good job. A good piece of hitting on his part. Last question for Josh. Josh, you gonna see more more curveballs or? Oh man, um, yeah. Uh, that's uh, no, that's something I definitely gotta work in, and you know. Uh, do a better job of mixing um so i'm definitely going to keep you know i'm definitely going to be more aware of, of my 
of my usage um, going into this, you know, start tomorrow. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later!